All right, we're live. Welcome to a really special episode of Every Ten Day, where a dad and his brother <laughs> play D and D with his kids. Hello. Hello. So, man, we're in for a treat. So, before we get started, big shout out to our main man DJ in New Zealand. Go to sketchgoblin.co.nz. He has done the art not only for our podcast cover. He's done all our individual cover art that you can see on our Instagram and including the character that you're going to meet tonight. So thank you DJ, we fucking love your art so much. Finley, if people want to talk to us and stuff. Uh, you can join the Discord server. This is a place, a digital, where you can come hang out with us, you can talk to us. Um, you can get notified when we're live streaming, notified what we're doing next, uh, ask questions that can be featured in behind the screen episodes, and it's free. Uh, click the link in the description when when this goes live, the description of the podcast on Instagram, mm -hmm. and in the comments. And you can just go to discord.everytendo.com. Yeah. That'll take you straight there, discord.everytendo.com. And like, maybe you want to ask about our rulings and how we play. Because a lot of the rule, a lot of the rules are legacy rules from the guy with the blue hair you can see with us today. My brother, my older brother. Hey. I call him bro. <laughs> His name's Michael. I won't be calling him Michael. <laughs> um, but a this is this this game for me started with my bro, and so. It's been a 29-year hiatus for me to be playing this game with my bro. The last time we did, my bro was behind the screen. So this is just a dream. So yeah, come and chat to us. Come and tell us what you think of the game. If you want to ask about rules, how we do it, a lot of it. Legacy stuff from my bro, a lot of it. Stuff I've learned from the books. But we want more families playing this game at the end of the day. That's how we... It's how we started. It was a family first. And a lot of the stuff about D&D out there is, um, is, you know, play it with friends. And it's great playing it with friends. But man on oh man, it brings families together like no other game out there. Uh, it gives you memories you'll take with you for your lifetime. So, anyway, this is going to be a fun game. <laughs> Let's have a little recap. Bro, do you want to say anything just to say hi to us, everyone? <laughs> I would just want to say, I'm not sure about that. I've never done live streaming. I've watched it. <laughs> so for me, it's weird because I'll go, I'll, I feel like all my mistakes will get broadcast. <laughs> no. Because I don't know any of the rules. But it's not about the mistakes. So I'm just, I'm exactly. just I am just i can't wait to get going. <laughs> all right. So. After undergoing the trials of the Ninja Mountain. This sacred monument to Quan the Redeemer. You emerge after four days of trials, less of the flesh, less of the body, but more of your very spirits, of your souls, of your heart. And during the trials, Danaea, you forgave an angelic being that 
abused your belief in them and your trust of them, who even sought to corrupt you against your deity, who robbed you of your powers through nefarious means, you willingly giving up your power in trust to somebody who broke it, leaving you to explore for a moment a dark path. Somehow, and through some really good dice rolls, you, he saw the error of his ways. And through both your combined power was reunited with his love, who for thousands of years had been, by the power of a god, transformed into a sword. A sword with which he could never wield or be together with, but was torturously bound to. And through, I don't know how many castings of the spell, you sought to remove the curse laid on it by God. The arcane magic, the arcane magic wasn't quite enough. It also took the pleading. Nay, not the pleading. The demand of one of Palladius's most powerful mortal holy warriors. And that's you. And you freed the sword from its curse and saw it transformed into this wondrous, beautiful, fiendish creature. And the two were reunited and you forgave Glint. And they are released to wander the multiverse of the plains together again. Also in your trials, you encountered your ancestor, Eldor Ashtai, one of the greatest of the more recent memory wizards who built the city of Shah, this pinnacle of arcane civilization. A city built to celebrate everything that is good about magic in its creativity, in its enchantment. Yet, it was built on something corrupted. It was built upon a shard of the artefact that you are looking to restore. The shard of this artefact that hungers, always hungers, and that Eldor, your ancestor, your great-great-great-great-great-grandfather had been feeding magic to, to try and keep it from corrupting and eating away at the very city that it had built. And you came face to face with the undead form of your ancestor. Even now, maddened, tortured by the artefact to try and rebuild, to try and feed it more arcane power as that artefact is always consuming. And through a joint appeal to that part of Eldor that still retains sanity and a respect 
for the freedom of arcane energy and for the everything good that he was trying to do in building this city hundreds of years before he relinquished the artifact to you it is often said that all it takes is a few seconds of bravery and Eldor thanks to you two helped him to just relinquish that shard of the artifact gave it up to you it's now in the, your possession in your safekeeping in a demi-plane wrought by your powers but in relinquishing this aspect of the artifact that had sustained his life beyond anything natural for so long he crumbled and was now forever obliterated released without fighting without combat in both senses by appealing to the good to the better part of these powerful souls and so you found yourself after those trials and as we rejoin you now you've just walked for about an hour up a long flight of stairs into the light you face this enormous 50 foot high bronze gate with sweeping almost filigree-like lines around the gate. The likeness of a tiger, so elegantly and simply sculpted into this gate. Either side of it, there are lower gates that extend many feet either side. And coiled around the uppermost part of this elegant construction, is the form that you have seen on the periphery of your vision as part of your trial trials this elongated part horse part dragon part lion celestial being now wrapped around the top of the gate and it looks at you a massive two three meter horn extends from its nose all the way up big horse-like ears a more lion-type moor, it looks at you with golden, kind eyes, and it has just bid you welcome to the shrine, to the monastery of Quan the Redeemer, and ask that you come in peace. With the wisdom in its eyes and the kind smile upon its face, it launches itself silently into the air. Its opalescent mane flowing way past the extent of its toes as it winds its way up into the sky and the gates silently open beyond still battered and bruised emotionally and physically from your trials you see a coral sunset beaming into your face, igniting the cherry trees around you. Here and there you see two, three metre high cherry trees in blossom, floating in the breeze in front of you, ignited by the sunset. It seems some sort of small orchard extends beyond the gates 
but there is no order to the trees. They are random and beautiful, and they set the scene in front of you of, on fire. Welcome to the summit of the Ninja Mountain. What would you like to do? We shall step through the gates and um, look around for any sort of... Well, we're kind of continuing to the orchard. Mm. You step into the orchard. There is still that medium breeze lifting your hair from your shoulders and with that, the blossoms from these trees all around you create an almost ethereal quality to the immediate surroundings. Go ahead and both make a perception check. See what you can notice. <laughs> Nineteen. Seven. You are just taken by the beauty of everything around you at the moment. Blossoms fill the air and it reminds you of your time in the celestial plane. There's a sense of peace. Eloin, you look around through the, the low now setting sun directly in front of you. It brings up for you, you see curving roof, very dissimilar to the architecture that you are used to far, far to the west of here. You see the silhouette of a roof curving many times, layered roof far off, maybe 500 feet ahead of you, silhouetted. Around that you can see a type of cloisters. And at the angle that you're at, you can't see the courtyard within, but there is a vast and beautiful building ahead of you. And not a soul in sight. There's a, a building over there, do you think? Oh, that must be it. Well, yeah, I guess. Is it going to make your way over? Yes. You walk through the, through this orchard of sorts. Several hundred feet. There is a certain sense of the sacred. And so your movement is somewhat slowed, not consciously, as you approach this building, this set of buildings ahead of you. As you walk and you clear the trees, you notice off to your left, even though the top of this mountain, as you saw many miles away when you first approached the Ninja Mountain, is flattened. There are here and there small hillocks defining the topography of the region. There is small copses of bamboo. Here and there you notice small dwarf maple trees with silvery white bark and blood red leaves hanging from them, three pointed leaves. It is beautiful and for how high you are, and the vista that you see to your left and right and far beyond the, the celestial sea itself. 
the the temperature is comfortable. The temperature is much like when you put up your magical sphere and it has the, the sense of being in a comfortable, warm climate. Up here, there is a slight chill and there is a breeze, but there is something special up here. And so here and there you see small knolls and hillocks and you continue on towards this collection of buildings. And as you get closer, the, the roof, the unique curving roofs where the eaves far extend over the walls and around and under those eaves are vast verandas. You see this beautiful structure, series of structures. Are any of you looking for an entrance or what are, or are you just admiring? Uh, I'll, I'll keep an eye open. Make a perception check. Can I, can I do? No, we'll just, we'll just have it. <laughs> Nine. Nine, okay. It's very different from the buildings you're used to. Mostly stone, mostly heavy, mostly built for the climate and to endure the frosts that you're used to in the West. And the harsh winters, the the winds and not to mention the attacks from orc raiding parties so you are used to a very different type of building here you noticed <coughs> almost everything seems to be of a type of beautiful deep red timber and when it comes to entranceways the walls themselves seem to be made of a type of as you get closer a type of paper, a type of thick papyrus that's translucent. Light seems to both go through both ways. You notice that the, the nearest immediate entrance seems to be the cloisters, this kind of courtyard area. Do you want to head that way? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. You head around heading westerly as you do the circuit of this majestic series of buildings and it is both majestic and humble it is not built to show off it is built to both of your sensibilities in honor and as you walk around westerly around the perimeter of this series of structures you notice another set this time of wooden double gates hanging open and beyond them a vast courtyard and you notice do you want to enter mm -hmm. as you walk in underneath this again the woodworking the attention of the craftsmanship is stunning you would be familiar with it from your time on your boats as a child and you remember seeing the boat builders and the time and attention they would put into the wood. You can imagine similar love was put into this as you pass underneath the beams, the curving beams of this gate and into this courtyard. There is a stillness 
cold breeze and nothing else. Quiet. Ahead of you in this vast courtyard, you see here and there cherry trees in full pink bloom, maple trees of the smaller variety, blistering red, especially with the coral sunset coming through. Here and there in places in the courtyard, rather than grass, you notice white, silvery white sand sculpted into round shapes here and there, almost as if they were raked to perfection. And as you look around, you notice in around the middle of the courtyard, a podium of wood with the bottom half of a statue. And as you continue to walk closer into the courtyard, you notice something. That it is a broken statue. Everything is quiet. There is an eeriness in the air because you can imagine and you remember tales from Nimblefoot telling you about his time up here. It doesn't feel real. The pictures you had in your mind were of scores and scores of monks attending to their physical training, to their mental and spiritual meditations, and yet all around, it's just still, quiet, almost ghostly. As you approach this statue, you notice that its base, still intact, is of the legs cast in some silvery metal and broken off midway up the legs the rest of it lies in the white sand of the courtyard what would you like to do look at that i want to try and get a closer look at the the top half that's lying on the white sand give me an investigation check okay uh 26. it's large maybe 12 feet and solid and it it landed with some finality in the in the sand what did you roll investigation 26 26 okay you see it instantly and at first you're like you see Elowin sort of go like this as he gets closer to it goes down on one knee and looks this way is unmistakably your friend Nimblefoot. What is it, Elowen? It seemed to be some sort of statue <clears throat> of um, Nimblefoot. Nimblefoot? Yeah. Did he ever tell us he had a statue? Mm. I'd say no. He didn't tell us he had a statue. <laughs> We've got to have a statue somewhere. I know. Probably 
Did it fall? Did it fall backwards? Or? Straight on its face. <laughs> In an bad. uncharacteristically heroic pose that isn't what you've come to know from him. Can you help me turn this over? Must be some different nimble foot. <laughs> I'm going to try and turn it over. All right, strength check. I'm going to try and help her. All right, roll to help. Um, I help her. Okay, I get advantage. Okay, a strength check. Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. Takes you a while. Heaving, and you just put your back into it. Like this, and you heave it, heave it, and then finally kind of get it on a bit of the angle of like where the hair comes out, mm-hmm. and you uh, rolls over. And there's Nimblefoot looking <laughs> like Skyward, holding one arm extended out with a dagger in it, looking very. What you doing, bud? Very Herculean <laughs> to, to mix. Uh, to mix. Uh, mythologies. I really want to draw a moustache on him. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Yeah, come on. You've grown up since... I still have a little bit of urge to draw on people's faces. Doesn't everyone? (laughs) Anyway, it's quite strange. It doesn't seem to... Something feels weird about it. Could have been him when he was younger. Perhaps. I mean, yeah. Whatever rendered this from... It's solid metal. Like, it's bronze and it's been coated. And there is no, often bronze statues are, might be hollow or might have like a clay centre, those kind of things. Not this one, it's solid. And unless either of you would like to roll a, either an um, investigation or a, or nature. Yeah, can I, can I investigate and can I study the, like where it's actually broken off yeah. and see what kind of break it is? Investigation or nature? Investigation, 23. 23. This wasn't hacked with hacked. So it looks like it's been snapped. And so to, to that end, you you imagine it would have required something very powerful, very strong, or both, to have done this. How'd you snap us? Who would do that? Maybe they just didn't like the design. <laughs> oh, Nimblefoot wanted to mm-hmm. read his... I don't think it's that. <laughs> Strange. <sighs> anyway, can I look around? Sure can. Um, apart from the cloisters, do we see any other doors? <clears throat> now that you're in the courtyard, all around you is the like the veranda all the way around and then straight ahead of you there is a small grouping of very wide wooden stairs leading up to some vast wooden doors again no glass not a pane of glass in sight only this paper Glass. I 
The doors look less like they have metal hinges and more like they slide. These are straight ahead of you, maybe 50, 60 feet. I'm pretty sure those are sliding. I'm going to go up to them. Okay. You approach the... You walk ahead again through here and there areas of sand, areas of stone areas. There are some small patches of grass as well here. This has been arranged almost by design as if there are different thinking spaces, different places to be, even though it is one big open area. So as you walk forward to this small grouping of wooden stairs leading up, these maybe 10 foot high double doors, no metal hinges, closed, beautifully lacquered in this lapis lazuli type blue paint. Again, I'm going to try and open them. Okay. I'll say, yeah, first you try to push it, and then you're like, oh, I see. Oh, it's okay. like, oh. open. Why can't all doors be sliding doors? <laughs> it opens into, uh, immediately you get the smell of old varnished wood. Old. A little bit musty. And it is dark in here. And as you go through, the sun finally starting the last part of it setting outside now. Your, both your dark vision starting to come in and paint shades of grey inside. And you appear to be in some kind of assembly room. The floor is crisscrossed wooden tiles, polished but aged and dusty as if no one has been here for a while. Here and there, 30, 40 feet away on the surrounding wooden and paper walls, there are arrangements of racks. And you notice within these racks, exotic weapons, the likes of which you've never seen before. Again, dulled by unuse, There, nevertheless, here you see a. You, you've extensively trained in weaponry, so I'd say give me a. Give me a straight intelligence check. Twenty-two. You notice some weapons. You remember reading about these in your study, used far to the east of the continent of Horizon, these Kuriyama, great sticks, like spear shafts, but from them these massive blades extend, almost sword-length blades, very different to the spears you're used to using. You see curved blades hanging with chains, and on the end of them, small, heavy-weighted balls. You see collections of almost shards of metal in odd, sweeping, curvy diamond stacks. 
And on the floor lining this room, this assembly room, that again, you can't help but imagine and populate it in your mind's eye with the, the pious monks training, but it's still. You see around the edge, these padded cushions, maybe five, six inches thick, made of thick, tightly woven cotton. Again, musty from misuse, but nevertheless functional, comfortable, but not an item of furniture in sight. No tables, no chairs. And you get a real sense of the space. In this room, again, directly opposite from the doors you come through, there is another smaller set of sliding doors. I'm gonna go and open them. Okay, you walk through this room. I would like to just like approach one of the shelves. Okay. I, I wanna look at those, particularly the like shards of metal looking thing. Okay, yeah. Because <coughs> I feel like they'd be the most unfamiliar to me. Yeah, I think they probably would. You pick them up as a stack almost like a stack of coins. As you look at them, roughly palm-sized, these, if you took a square of metal, punched a hole in it, and then curved each face in, and as you pick them up, just for fun, make a dexterity saving, <laughs> dexterity saving throw. A um, 27. Yeah, as you pick them up, and as you take one off, every edge of it is sharp. And you, oh. you easily prevent yourself from cutting yourself on it. As you put the other stack down, you notice razor sharp on each edge. Look at these. Um, what is it? I'm not sure. <laughs> you imagine, as a trained warrior, that these would have no utility to be used as a, as a hand weapon, yeah, but instead of some throwing... Right, give me one. I don't know, what do you call it? Throwing staff? <laughs> I, t I flip my staff over and I put it, the whole thing and I put it on the staff. And I'm going to put the staff like through the hole on the on the throwing staff. So. Through the middle of it? <laughs> yeah. Is that going to fit? Do you reckon that would fit? The staff of the Magi? Through it? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean... Okay. Wow! You can hit someone with the, with like a staff. I, I didn't say that it'll stick, <laughs> but certainly your staff goes through it. I don't know. You kind of like, and it kind of ching 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 ching. It's terrifying. Well, now it does piercing damage. <laughs> but then when you just hold the staff like that, it just goes ching ching. Don't think this one was made for using those. Thuds onto the wooden floor. Anyway, um, we're gonna. <laughs> Um, we'll approach the doors now. Alright, you cross this small assembly room and slide open again the wooden doors. You find yourself in an east to west corridor. Ahead of you, directly, there is another set of stairs going down <laughs> that lead to a vaster set of sliding doors. The east and the west, you look down far, 80, 100 feet or more, down a long corridor of evenly spaced uh, 
wooden beams with these mostly paper walls left and to your right. Hmm. The wood is dark. There is a sense of age here. Massive. This has been here a long time. The smell in the air is of old wood. The paper, when you touch it, is almost brittle. When you touch it, it's almost like, you know, when you tap a tambourine? It's almost like that. It is thick, and when you tap it, there is a sense of the old. Here and there, you do notice a few tears in some of the walls, but for the most part, this place is old and has been kept pristine across the years, the decades, the centuries that this has been here. So left and right, it extends almost to the field of your dark vision, uh, beyond the scope of your dark vision. So it just disappears, the corridors each way mm -hmm. into darkness. And what looks like, at, at various points, as you look both left and right, seems to be like small chambers going off both sides of the corridor as you look down both ways. Which way should we go? Um. You decide, I mean. Hmm. There is no light. Gonna take my flashlight out. Okay. <laughs> Your dark vision is is working relatively well in case you wanted to keep that. This allows me to see colour. Sure. So straight ahead there are some larger, more ornate, beautifully carved in the doors directly ahead of you, the the timber beams, massive must have been carved from a single trunk of some great maple of some sort or oak you notice intricate carvings and over the top of the doors the archways at the top of the doors you see intricate carvings that include that include depictions of mostly tigers Maybe we should check out one of these directions first before we go that way. Sure, I mean, left, I guess. Let's go left. Okay, you walk down to the left, down this long corridor. You walk for maybe 30 feet and then you start to encounter these chambers either side. The sliding doors on most of them are open. And as you look in, just give me a general perception check so I can... See how much uh, you're paying attention. 16. 18. Nice. Again, sparsely furnished. You notice these thick, almost reed-like mats on the floor. Cushions. Simple racks on the wall. Occasionally in some of these chambers you notice what might be storage cupboards, but everything is more open as opposed to the lockable, solid wooden key and lock type of, of receptacles that you're used to. These are bamboo framed. No chairs. Very little in the way of tables, really. Just simple, everything is much lower to the floor mats and reed, what must be sort of something, some functional bed 
as you continue to go down to the left, you reach the very end of the corridor to having gone past many dozen of these small individual chambers. You reach the end of the corridor. Well, I guess we turn back. Sure. I assume right is the exact same thing if we go right. Might as well check it out. Yeah. Then it takes you a few minutes. You walk back the other way. Your feet softly clumping on the quietness of this corridor. Again. Great pains have clearly been taken here and there. Not for show, but in some honour, I guess, to have carvings and depictions. Here and there you notice um, language, written words, but they're written in a form of common that is hard for you to determine. But they almost seem to be placed as reminders than for purely design. And as you walk down to the right, the same again, various chambers. Some do differ somewhat in terms of furnishings, but all are simple, both to the left, to the right. These must have been the dwellings of the, those who trained and lived and called this place their home. You reach the end of the right-hand corridor. No sign of life. Guess let's just go forward. I will go back to the doors. Okay, you come back to the doors. So at this point, as you look at these doors now, you notice there is a faint, very faint orange flickering. It kind of teases your dark vision slightly, but behind the paper walls, the paper panels, excuse me, of this beautifully, slightly more ornate set of doors directly in front of you. You have to go down several stair stairs to then reach the bottom of it. And there is a faint orange flickering coming through the translucent panels. We'll go down towards it. And I'll slide the door. Is it a slidey one? Yep. Yes. No hinges. The sense of space is humbling. You've been in bigger rooms before, bigger halls. There's something about the lack of stone and metal accoutrements make it the space come to life. And as you open these doors, you find yourself in what could best be sort of as a as a great central temple. A vast chamber that extends hundred feet ahead of you and to the left and to the right and high up into the beams from the inside now you see of the sloping ceiling far far above you this sloping roof as you come into this dark dark room the patterned wooden tiles of the floor in here intricate with carvings and here and there lacquered to form beautiful shapes for meditation and consideration, there's a single candle burning in the center of the room. It's silhouetted and moving in slow rhythmic form 
notice the shape of your friend who you saw murdered not two weeks before. His hair black and here and there it jumps as he moves his head in an almost animalistic set of movements, set of carter facing away from you is your friend Nimblefoot hearing the doors open and you walk in he seems to complete some method some set of movements stands up straight seems stretching out I took a lot longer to go through the trials. He turns round. Nimble foot. You made it. I'll go over and hug him. Me too. You hug him. <clears throat> I'm so glad you made it. So am I. It, it's so. You look awful. I'm. Excuse you. <laughs> Come and sit on one of these mats. Hang on. Grab a grab <clears throat> one of these cushions. Okay. So glad to see you. You have a lot of explaining to do. Uh, well, I had questions of my own. But go um, on. Uh, what? <laughs> Hi, by the way. Hello. Oh, hello. hello. It's so good to see you. Um. So. Sit down, I've got some <laughs> ointment that will help. Because oh, yes. you look yes. really bad. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I took a little longer, but I didn't get as hurt as this. <laughs> but I don't even want to know. How long did you take to? I don't know. It seems so long. It was a while ago. But and as you're talking and you, <laughs> you take your seats on these <laughs> like you're used to sitting in chairs, but when you sit down on these cushions, even though they are firm, they kind of mould to you. They feel, they kind of force you to sit upright and it feels comfortable. And with the environment in this vast chamber, decorated here and there with simple metal, idol-like statues all around, there is a slight echo, but because everything is wooden, it's not an echo that lasts long, you know what I mean? There is a both a vastness and a warmth. <clears throat> and as you sit down, Jennifer takes out a small pot and put, starts to anoint you with this this thick cream. What have I said you Huh? What have I said you What are you on? 51. I'm on like 35. <laughs> okay. So he's going to use some of this Kiatones. Yes. Get you healed a little bit. <laughs> Wait, did we give that to Yeah. <laughs> What's Come. Ketones? Ketones ointment. So it's, um, where is it? Yeah. It's not here. It's it like comes a, full circle. It's like a potion of healing, but in cream. Oh, form. okay. So he... It's not a huge amount, but it does start to make you feel much, much better. Soothing 26 hit points. Restored to both of you. As, it, as he's just talking to you and it's just your chatting, he just comes over and he just 
instantly and just starts to soothe your immediate wounds. Some of them caused by the arcane sting of radiance or direct direct wounding. Either way, relief floods your body. And it's like you've taken a, 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 a lukewarm shower. You just feel oh, a little bit more relaxed as you sit there. And some of your some of your wounds are relieved in some way. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, how many of you are there? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh huh. And which one are you? And when? Which one are you? There's only one of me. Well, there's only one of me. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, we've seen many of you. I've had a really weird time the last few ten days. There's not much I can say. For reasons that I have been meditating on. That I wish I had your intellect, my friend. There are things I'm trying to understand that are very new to me. All I know is, here's what I know. I brought me here. And the last time I saw you was in Metropole. But we saw you die in Metropole. And this his face, like, falls okay so how are you here and who what do you mean by you brought you here you mean the other one why is there two of you wait you're gonna have to go slower especially with the whole (laughs) death thing Oh, but you're here now, you're okay. Yeah. Let's start at the beginning. Okay. We did the journey from Lakeside all the way to Metro. Yes. Together. Yes. In the city, and it's rare that anyone can do this to me, something that I now know to be me assailed me. I lay eyes. The rest is a series of blurs. I I set eyes on a <coughs> on a on a much older version of myself. I never thought this would be white. And then blur and grogginess and I met my brother who is not far from us now and I will introduce you to on the morrow once we have rested and that is all I have along with this and he puts his hand over on a on a collection of parchment tightly bound with string. It says, 
It's a series of notes for me and only for me, written in my handwriting, and I have no memory of writing them. But they are a series of instructions. And that, my friends, is it. That's the extent of my memories. I have been here regaining my strength and training and meditating and spending time with my brother and waiting for you two in the hopes that you would pass the trials, in the hopes that we might receive our, well, some semblance of hopefully understanding on how we can come back after our after our jaunt through time, as you explained it to us. And here you are. So how about you start explaining, like, me dying? I'd kind of like to know about that. Uh, was it? I mean, we've seen two versions of you. We've seen you. Was I a legend, both versions? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, kind of, I don't know about that Oh one. man, I so hope I don't get all serious and boring when I get old. You must tell me that, because then if I make changes now, <laughs> then I'll be really exciting and, and cool. No, you're still cool, but we did see an older you. Hmm. I can't remember which one died in Metropolis. That was definitely an older white that was old man. And the old one of you died in Metropole. You remember... All I care about is that solace is brought to my people, my mother's people. Tell me, tell me. Yes. Um, there you is met peace. with the council? Yes, we met with the council. The other you. And there was a, was a ceasefire? Yes. Yeah. I do not trust them. They do not trust. I don't trust them either. I don't trust them either. I mean, they tried to kill me and Denaya. They tried to kill all of us. Why? You remember... Uh, Lakeside. Yep. Uh, I'm so sorry. You understand, though. Of course. Yeah. But... They uh, weren't going to let my people back into the, into the forest. I know. And, I mean, I think we did the right thing, and I don't think... The punishment they were proposing was at all reasonable, but they were proposing exile and execution. Those in power will do as much, if not more, to keep it than they did to gain it in the first place. And that means staying consistent with the cruelty that had them achieve that power. So whereas the common folk of Lakeside I'll bet if you asked any one of those citizens how they would feel about having wild elves camping near them, well, I wish I had more faith in humans, but it was, it was, it was their land. We're not asking for the routing of, of the people of Kurth. We're asking that they share the land, and there is plenty of it. We did achieve uh, 
I think it was temporary ceasefire. Um, we did get arrested for what happened at Lakeside. And, and they killed me. Well, you kind of sacrificed yourself. So me and Tanea <laughs> wouldn't. No, it was most distressing, Nibblefoot. No. Still, that's really nice of me. Yeah. I think I probably would do something like that. I mean, you did. Like, I love you guys. Of course I would do that. Yeah, we love you too. And we just watched you crumple. I don't know what that means. You've just gone. You mean like Obi-Wan Kenobi? <laughs> what just came like, out of your mouth? I like, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what? Obi-Wan? <laughs> I just disappeared. At that, actually, he seems to sort of go inward for a second. You left your cloak and your daggers. You have them? Uh, I, I gave them to my sister. Oh. oh. I'm sorry. What about the well? She was meant to... We have the well. Have that. He takes the folded black silk cloth. I intend to have some fun with this at some point. When all um, the is over. I'm pretty sure I gave your hat of disguise to eight as well. Yeah. She, she was meant to pass the trials. She just... Yeah, she did. I assume we got she split did. up from them. And Kilgar? He, he's not going to pass obviously. the Obviously. <laughs> he's not going to pass the trials. No. no. Shit. And that pixie came too, but no one expected her to. Yeah, a pixie. Just came with us. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, the matter at hand here is who is that old guy? <laughs> and why, when I tried to sendings you afterwards, after he was there killed. two connections. After I was killed? Yeah. He goes inwards again. He goes, maybe I figured it out. Huh. You know that for the good part of a, the last half century more, I've been studying the Far Realm, which seems to be the source of this psionic ability is tapping into a power that at first I thought was within. But it is both within and without. You will have a degree of connection to what I'm talking about. Maybe I figured it out. Huh. Care to share what you've I'm still trying to work it out. I don't have your intellect, my friend, but it is said say this said this comes to me in flashes in visions in meditations but there is an idea at least that one could become pure psionic energy potential not in the arcane form not in the way that you might alter your body but a kind of Ah, I wish I had the words for this, my friends. But it is an idea that has been coming to me, and I can barely grasp its potential. But maybe I figured it out. I don't know. We also... I never thought I'd look forward to dying so much. 
don't say that. But okay, listen. You've heard from me. What have you oh, been doing? Passing the, the trials. trials. And before then, <laughs> they let you out of the city the at least. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're exiled. We're exiled from Metropolis, most certainly, and we're meant to be when exiled. When all of this is done, that council must fall. Help me, my friend. Especially so. Oh, there's something wrong with that council. There's an elithid on it. Jake was on it for some reason, but he was all weird, and I had a little tussle with him. And, yeah. Corruption is rife within the council. Saria, even though she was executed, she was somehow on it. Mm. All this. I had thought that she was a, a woman of honor. No, that is something to do with a spell cast by someone. She worked for Luther, and we fought her, me and Denea fought her in a, um, somewhere in, near Curse City, in Curse City. I didn't remember this audio. Um, and, yeah, she, we, she was just a terrible person, and we ended up, um, she got executed, but she had a clone. Um, and then she used time magic to make everyone forget about it. Yeah, he has told us this before, and I mean, I'm inclined to believe him, but I don't have the you memories say something, myself. My friend. Yeah. Exactly. I always thought her to be an honourable member of the, one of the few honourable members of the council. But if you say otherwise, I will be on my guard. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we got, um, we got a, sh a shard of Yurishnik during the trial. Okay. It's in my The one Lehman's, that was in Shah. It's in my Lehman's chest. Not and the effect of that on your city? Yeah. What does that mean for your people and everyone on the Isle of Lancaster? Well, after all this time ordeal, I might have to go back there and see, see if anything's... It is maddening. Okay. I've meditated on this, and every time I think I have a thread, another one falls. It is... We have much ahead of us. But what if, what if that paper... Why, why can't we look at it? What is it? Uh, I told me that I was the only one to look at it. Have you looked at it? Yeah. And? It's a set of instructions. Instructions? For you? Yeah. To do what? Places I have to be. Things I need to do. Like what? I don't think I'm supposed to tell you, unless you want to make a persuasion check. <laughs> no, I... I... I respect older you's decision. More than yours. <laughs> <laughs> you both look tired so grab one of the mats on the perimeter of the room let us make this our chamber for the evening let us rest here this was a meeting place for me, my brother the grand master of this place many others 
any other brothers here. Much wisdom has been passed on here. I think you will find good rest. Grab one of the mats. They are more comfortable than they look to sleep upon, I promise. I'll grab a mat. And let us rest, because tomorrow you're going to meet my brother. You're going to meet Miss Ryder. I cannot wait to introduce you. Okay. I'm still trying to figure some things out, which is why I came down here to train and to meditate. I wish I could say I was any closer to understanding some of the things that I've been asked to understand. Anyway, get some rest. I'm going to go for a walk and go and talk to my brother. In the morning, we will eat well, stretch well, and then we'll go to the other side of the summit. I'll take you to him. He just leads down, puts a hand on both your shoulders. Rest well, my friends. You too. I need some night air. <laughs> and he leaves, leaves the room. You are alone in this sacred feeling of chambers. And the evening is yours. The sun has only recently set, don't forget. You have maybe been talking for an hour. And it is in... It's probably around... Let me think of summertime. It's probably around 10 o'clock. What would you like to do? Pull up a mat. Okay, you pull up, pull up one of these mats. I say to Danae, I might, um, I might go for a walk around the place, have a, have a look at more stuff around here. If you want to, Ellen, just make sure you get some rest as well. Try make an insight check. Okay. <laughs> uh, Fifteen. Are you actively trying to keep... There's this thing been nagging at you since you completed the trials. There's been something, an idea. And with your beyond human, beyond the most genius of human intellect, there's been an idea that's been nagging in the back of your mind. Uh, it's almost like a, an equation that you feel you have the answer to. And it distracts you. Even while Nimblefoot and you and Danae were sharing ideas, this equation has been distracting you. Do you want to, at this time, keep her from sort of knowing what's on your mind? Yeah, I'm trying not to, like... Okay. So Rolla contested deception against her insight. Otherwise, she's going to have a sense that something's on your mind. 17. Okay. Fine. Erwin seems quieter than normal, but he clearly just wants some time to himself. Okay, I'll let me know whatever you want to do. Alright, and what are you doing? I'll probably, okay, so I'll pull up my mat and I'm going to, I'll sit down, I guess, and uh, I'll pull out my sword. Something's been bothering me too. Storm? Yeah. Something has been in my mind, and uh, so I'll start to try and see if I can clear my mind and start meditating in here but what's been bothering you just a feeling of um this connection to my god 
it seems it is half formed again but it does not feel complete yet what's the nag i want to i just i don't know it's just she just wants to connect she just wants to feel the connection so i i think she'll probably try to start meditating in here but it it just it feels too although this place feels peaceful it's it feels too enclosed it's just she's restless and so she'd get a bit annoyed and i think she'd get up do you keep your armor on yeah okay so you're still outfitted yes um you get up and leave where are you gonna wander to the court, courtyard. Okay, you go back through the double doors, up the stairs, down into the assembly sort of training room, or maybe armory, you're not quite sure. You walk across that quiet room, down the stairs, out into the cloisters. As you step out into the cloisters, far on, leaving the gates, you see Nimblefoot, and actually as you see him leave, you see his silhouette change from the humanoid to the familiar panther form that you from time to time would see him assume and run off into the night with a distant wow <laughs> and you find yourself alone in the in the courtyard okay we'll start with you i feel like she tried to settle down uh for a little bit but then just this is, this is nice so um she'll probably follow no, that way. There are an equally set of ornate doors, again, directly opposite. These rooms are very symmetrical, you know, mm-hmm. like they're very orderly. Um, so directly opposite, there's another set of sliding doors if you wanted to keep going that way, or you can go back that way. I'm just trying to get out of the temple. Let's get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> okay. You want to take the quickest route that you yeah. know? Okay. Um, Elowin leaves several minutes before you. Mm-hmm. You leave, going out into the courtyard or elsewhere? She has a cooling to try and gain height. It feels when she grows her wings, sometimes it can help her feel more connected to Palladius. Want to pop your wings? She's already done that today, but she... she... You want to pop your wings? Yeah. Whenever you focus and channel the radiant energy within you from your celestial blood, celestial touched blood, right? It always feels like it's something a bit like holding your breath. It can't be maintained for long, right? Like you can normally do it for about a minute and then it's like it's like gasping for breath almost, it feels like, and you have to and then it comes back within you. You feel something a little different. Almost as if your lung capacity were increased. You feel the radiant energy within your veins, within your cells. You feel an expanded capacity. Okay, I'm going to... I'm going to look to the... look up to the sky. There is a moon to your, as you step out to the courtyard, to your left, you see a 
a crescent moon rising slowly into the night of Lunatari. Behind it, you can see the blood red moon, dull, like darkened, drying blood further off and smaller. And I'm going to try and grow my wings. You see your friend ahead of you wandering the courtyard and as you he drifts from your attention and you look up at the moon. And you allow the potential of the radiance within you. And you find growing this time rather than the explosiveness that it normally comes growing, almost like prickles along your skin. You feel the radiance finding form behind you and the wings start to glow such that your dark vision is immediately, as your pupils change, your dark vision is all around you, ignited in this golden light as your wings come out more feathery than normal, broader than normal, spreading like fast frost out into the sky, but golden and shining and glimmering, pulsing, as your wings take shape in a form you have never seen before, much larger than before. It causes your whole body to shiver and you find even without your will that you find yourself raising off the ground somewhat. I'm going to lift my wings, I'm gonna do a big swoop. Okay, you, and the radiant energy finds physical mass and pushes at the air as you up into the night, your red hair flattens down as you soar up into the colder now, colder night sky. Off as you go behind you, you look as you swirl up, turning up into the night sky, and as you turn, you see the deep purple of the horizon of the setting sun from an hour before, and off to your right is darkness and the moon's you find yourself rising 50, 60, 70, 80 feet into the air, closing your eyes, feeling the chill breeze. And as you look out from this vantage, thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of feet up, compared not to the mountain top, but to the surrounding vista. Remembering that the Ninja Mountain is a lone solo mountain. The celestial sea glitters with the pinkish light of the red moon and the silvery crispness of the crescent white moon. Far below you see smaller arching hills and bamboo forests far off into the distance. A mist clings to the hilltops you find yourself alone and at peace, high in the sky, hundreds of feet. Not, as, not scared as you normally would be. Your wings might run out at such a height and leave you plummeting to the ground. You feel the capacity enhanced for in this moment. I put a hand to my amulet of Palladius and take it off 
And then I'm gonna hold it up. And I will close my eyes. And I will start to chant, which will just be Palladius. Palladius. I'll start quietly and I'll get louder. He starts to chant in the crisp air, each word a puff of, puff of cold moisture leaves your lips, your red cloak gently dances around you, along with your hair, this high up, golden wings, lighting your, your skin up. It starts almost as a, as a figment of your imagination. In answer to each chant, You hear a, a cordant, brassy sound, far away. At first you're not sure whether you're hearing something caught upon the breeze from miles and miles away. But it keeps pace with your chanting. You chant and you hear a... Chant. like a thousand trumpets thousands of miles away call back to you and your eyes your golden eyes open as if to try and find the source of this sound you're not sure whether it's within you or without and you find yourself now unconsciously chanting and you hear gathering in volume this you find your chanting gets louder in time with this triumphant bugle call literal triumphant bugle call but it seems to come from everywhere and within you, you feel your skin start to tingle and prickles of, of goosebumps erupt along your skin as you hear. You find yourself looking up at the crescent moon. And as you stare at it, unblinking, tears, cold tears forming in your eyes. It feels like the moon itself is calling down to you, answering your chanting. Palladius, Palladius. And you notice instantly the crescent, almost as if uh, three ten days could be accelerated over moments. The crescent goes and becomes waxing until the entire moon shines bright ahead of you. At this point, you've given up all semblance of whether what you're seeing is happening or that it is some figment of your imagination as the concordant blasts vibrate your whole being and the moon ahead of you gets brighter 
and brighter and brighter until you can barely stand it. You can barely stand it. The golden light on your skin from your wings is, is overwhelmed by the silvery touch of the light ahead of you. The radiance of it seems to pierce through every, every part of you, to the tips of your fingers, into your nails. Your hair tingles from the overwhelming radiance coming at you. You squint your eyes through it all and you see a figure. You see movement in the moon. You see movement coming down towards you. You see a galloping, a galloping, and out from the moon and from the light and this concordant trumpeting that erupts your being. You see this galloping. You manage to gaze through the overwhelming platinum silver radiance beaming down on you, seeming like it's beaming only on you, shining on every part of you. You feel your soul exposed to this light and you notice the most perfect white steed galloping out from the light along the rays of lights themselves. Enormous. You can't tell whether this thing is hundreds of feet, thousands of feet, but this great steed and on it holding reins of glittering silver. Perfect alabaster white skin. A female face blindfolded with white platinum hair waving in the breeze gallops down towards you and at that you your breath is halted and you know divinity in all its utter seeing of you it sees everything it sees every everything you've ever known everything you've ever done it sees your past, it sees your future, it sees you as it gallops down, circles in the air near to you. And getting off the horse, this figure in the most perfect glittering armour, blindfolded with a simple silver cloth, enormous, taking up your entire field of vision, steps down and with blindfolded face leans in and as it comes closer you don't know whether you are utterly petrified or in awe that this being this beautiful fine female form with massive waving hair comes in close to you and you feel that if it wanted to a simple breath would blow you into the sky, lost forever. Its size, its awesomeness overtakes every, every part of your being as it comes in. The head now in front of you, filling your entire field of vision. You can see the perfection of the skin, the blindfold, the delicate nose, and those lips, those perfect white lips. And that's when you see it. And as tears start to stream down your cheeks, the face smiles softly at you. And then leans further in, closer, closer now until you feel you could almost reach out and touch it. And you, every part of you wants to, and every part of you is both terrified and in awe and in love all at once throughout your entire being. And then it retracts and the smile fades.
and a slender hand comes up and takes you, holds you. And as the iciness of the hand freezes you and warms you all at once, you know divinity, Danaya. You know divinity. And you feel a shuddering of sob that is so great it cannot even find forming tears or in a cry. It is just a racking sob as this hand holds you. And the smile comes once again. The other hand comes up. Comes over your head. Reaches down. And for just a moment, the other hand touches you. Thumb comes over. Slender thumb touches your head. And you hear a word. You are my absolution. fills you and you feel the shuddering this ecstatic racking through your whole body you are my absolution be my absolution I will before you, this aspect of your deity extends you to arm's length and looks upon you. And with blindfolded eyes sees you, sees all of you. Be my champion. And just with a gentle movement tosses you into the air. You feel the whoa, your stomach and then you are once again floating in the air. And the figure of Palladius, who for so long you had been trained to think of as a as a hymn. You sense a new dynamic between you and your God. It starts to diminish and diminish and fade and withdraw until all that you can see left is the smiling face and the blindfold fluttering the breeze where the moon is. And then it seems like with a single blink the moon is restored and the blindfold is a cloud that has drifted in front of the moon. And you float. What would you like to do? Um, I'll probably stay in the air for a little bit. Very stunned. 
and then I will stop my descent back down to the monastery. You slowly sing, rotating slowly, seeing the deep purple of the sky, now almost black where the sun has set. And far below the monastery, beautiful at this height, seeing the love and the dedication that went into its construction, its beautiful and simple but elegant construction as you sink down, passing the triple layer of curved roofs, passing down, landing back in the courtyard. We'll rejoin you in a minute. Element. You walk out into the courtyard. <coughs> you have now taken your oath of absolution. <coughs> you find yourself in the quiet, now more chill courtyard. that's been on your mind like a new level am I right with that? yeah yeah cool no I didn't know what it was my battery um, this equation that's been nagging at you even with your great intellect something there is something some unlocking of the arcane that you're starting to make sense of and you know that no no other human could possibly fathom what you feel is just, just out of your grasp. And so you wander the courtyard. What would you like to do? Uh, find a place to sit down. And I'm gonna try and meditate my staff across my lap. You walk to near where Nimblefoot's statue lies, broken on the ground, and you tread a few feet past it, and there from the ground is a small cherry tree that you sit down and rest your back against. A few of the blossoms now white in the night sky floating down around you, and you place this most magic of items, most legendary of items, across your lap, the Staff of the Magi, bronze in colour, and you look down at it, and in a way that you have become accustomed, you close your eyes to try and fathom this riddle in your mind, that if you can just get this last piece, you know it will mean something important. And so you, you sit and you, you fathom and you fathom. And as you have learned with your glimpses of the future, to force it ensures that it eludes you, but to allow it to instead breathe. So you focus on your breathing and you trust. You trust in your intellect to be able to untangle this 
this rhythm, this pattern that you're seeing. And you find yourself with your eyes not fully shut, but hooded somewhat, staring unblinking at the staff across your lap. Something about the staff. And as you look down, you find yourself turning your head slightly. You notice that the, the form of the head, the twin head of the staff of the Magi, where the curves, the elegant curves, almost touch. You realize that it's almost like a key. You get a bubble of excitement in your chest and you, you try to maintain it. You try to stay focused, but open. And you turn your head. And as you do so, you see that the head of the staff is not a is not a point of design it is like a part of this equation it's a part of the pattern and your vast intellect with this collection of runes and runic shapes and geometric occurrences in your mind you realize the staff of the Magi plays a part in all of this and is almost like a key. And in your mind, you move it, trying to keep calm and regulate, even though you feel your heart beating faster, the excitement, this unlocking. You place it in the pattern in your mind. And instantly, well, make an arcana check. 20. Nice. can't help but allow a bubble of excitement to come up as you realise something about the nature of arcane magic that you know eludes most. Most think of it as a weave woven into all things, yet for an instant you see it differently and as you do so you also notice that there is, with your eyes shut now, it's like somebody outside of yourself has turned on a light. And as you ponder this light, you open your eyes somewhat and you look down upon the staff across your lap and no longer is it bronze. As you look down, the patterns weaving around, filling your mind's eye, these arcane sigils. You look down at the staff across your lap and it is white and it glows and it pulses and still trying to temper your emotions to fathom the message you realize the nature of the staff and you realize a part of the nature of arcane magic that this staff is not a mere magic item it is forged from pure arcane energy, harnessed and shaped into this conduit for your own power, that it enhances it. And you realize now that the arcane magic, that's what it is, that's what it is. The arcane 
isn't something outside of you. It is something both outside and within you to be woven, to be shaped, to be crafted. And as you do that, you place both hands on the staff. And it feels cold, ever so cold. Make a constitution saving throw. Um, uh, 15 oh that's what you needed okay so crisp and sharp is the chill that blasts through your form as you touch the staff that it almost rocks you from your meditation but you continue to focus and you realise that if if this arcane power is within you as well then you can encapsulate it you can contain it and so you pick up the staff and you hold it in front of you at arm's length. White now, glowing brightly, igniting the white sands around you and the bark of the white cherry tree. And glowing, making your hair appear as if it is glowing. And lighting up your dull grey robes of the Archmage. And you continue now, now that you have the key in the head of the, oh, the stuff, the Magi, you can't help but let out a little laugh of triumph. It was there all along. The answer to this nagging equation, this nagging riddle is right there. And with that, you close your eyes, clenching your jaw. You don't know whether an hour passes or a moment. You open your hands. And rather than it dropping to the ground as it would any other time, it stays hovering and then seems to apparate into millions, millions of pieces of glitter, of pure magic, pure arcane power in front of you. It starts to lose its staff-like form and float in a kind of moat of mist in front of you. And then, most shockingly of all, but you've got it now, you understand it now. It's so obvious to you now. The, the glitter starts to flow into you, into your veins, along your hands, and along your veins of your, your thin but well-toned arms, the glitter seems to enter your very being, and you feel the power of the Staff of the Magi as your own power, as it enters you, as it flows down your veins, pulsing, pulsing. And you contain it. Because you know now, you know how to incorporate the power, the arcade power as part of you. And then you are calm. And then you try the most important thing you've been excited to try. You release it, you release the power, and almost instantaneously, the power flows back out of you into staff form, and then before you know it, the staff is back in your hands. <laughs> and again, you almost look around as if there were someone to share the triumph with you, but it is only you in the courtyard. The staff still glowing white, illuminating the trees and the, the timbers in the distance. 
the glow starts to fade and with the smile on your your white face you realize now that you are the magi the magi is not a, a level it is an order those that have achieved this level of mastery the arcane arts and you hear it all around you You're not sure whether it's coming from the staff or within you. Magi. You smile. And the staff starts to slowly fade in its light. And when it fades completely, what is left behind is, well, what colour would you like the staff of the Magi to be? It's going to be... I a light purple around the middle of it and as it goes closer to each end it gets darker until at the very tip of both ends it's almost like black it cools almost like it is cooling from this deep cold and the illumination goes and it is part of you now so you have unlocked the boon of the magi Congratulations. <laughs> and just at that moment, as you sit there, in the corner of your peripheral vision, you see floating down from the sky, your friend, as she lands. Only there is something different about her. She lands, you notice her red hair has a golden shock strand of golden within the red. She has changed. <laughs> Where'd you get your hair done up here? You gave your staff a makeover as well, I mean. Have you seen you've got gold? Oh! Literally, a big strand at the front of your hair has gone from the deep red to a bright gold, almost as if your hair oh. itself were made of gold thread. I kind of like it. I didn't, I didn't do this to myself, but you know, I like it. It pulses with light. Almost as if it had a circulation of radiant energy within it. I just... Did you see any of that? No. Did you see any of that? No. Any of what? What? Any of this. I held up the staff <laughs> and it goes and goes and disappears. You've never seen that before. Oh, where'd it go? Here. Here's it in the other hand. Oh, is it like the thing that I could used to be able to do with my... Yeah, like that. But it's the staff of the Magi. And you... What? Where does it go? It comes one. It's also purple now, kind of. That's pretty cool. I think cool. that's the coolest part. That's pretty cool. Um, I took my oath again. I also, like, kind of, there was, I, I, uh, <laughs> I kind of, like, met Palladius. I can't hear what you're saying. <laughs> I just met saw Palladius. 
I didn't I see think, anything. I don't know if it was real though or not. Like your hair. Yeah, yeah. That kind of proves, I don't know. proves I don't it. I mean, I feel great. <laughs> I feel you great. both have the effects of a long rest. Yeah. To take one. So whatever has happened has restored all of your hit points. It's been like an invigorating shower of healing, of energy in the last hour or so that you have been on your journeys. You don't know whether it's the sacredness of this mountain or the experiences you've just had, but you feel refreshed and invigorated and also ready for real sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um... Well, I think I'm gonna go inside. Now. Uh, me too. <laughs> we'll go back to our the okay. room. And for the sake of experience, yeah. you both settle down for what is a deep, and immediate, and long and peaceful sleep. Now we're gonna take a very quick, like five minute break <laughs> here. I'm just gonna keep it running on YouTube just because I need a bathroom break, and then we're gonna come back for part two. Okay, keep Ready? it running. Entertain. <laughs> well. Just a new bathroom break. Okay. And you're going to meet the very reason you're here. <laughs> I can still see you through this. Uh, if you're watching, we'll be right back. There's no music to play or anything like that. So just <laughs> make I'll see you right back. We'll <laughs> Wait, do you want to stop that then, Doug? No, no, it's alright. It's like an hour of it. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm the only one here. I don't like that. I can see you through this thing. <laughs> like it's a one-way thing. It's like technology. Join the Discord link in the description. Uh, if you're watching this, go to the Discord right now and and say and say hi. Hi, say hi in the general chat right now. Thankfully, this time around, we don't have the headphones, so that's definitely... Recorded. I wonder why, oh, like, 20 wow. minutes is not... Re- 
Which is, it wasn't because the mic, the mute microphone wasn't live. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, it's whatever, bro. I need a drink. Yeah. Grab water, grab stuff, and then it's part two. <coughs> Philly, what does the running time say at the moment? 120 minutes. Oh, okay, great. No, I'm good. I'm good. Gently awoken by the encouraging hand of nimble foot, gently shaking you both awake. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm staring at you. Right, Charlotte, that's a nice way to do it. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <coughs> and as the most perfect. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, bro, that's literally, that's literally a. Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Gently. <laughs> <laughs> By Chris Yeah, this. <laughs> Wake up! Wake up! <laughs> I think he probably would if he wants to go to Here we go. What we should have used that time before for. Keep them your own, love, I'm not. Some fucking rustling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just grab a handle. You're awakened early. The bright rising sun streaming in through the translucent panels to light up the central temple, shrine, meeting room of this Proud. What do you call it? Creation to Quan the Redeemer and the Way of the Tiger. And by the early morning light, you now see as it kind of hits panels of the room that the panels and the placement of everything in this room have been designed to highlight certain things. So the translucent light illuminates some of the carvings in the timbers. And here and there you see tigers carved in and 
figures of ninja monks of Quan. And you have a simple breakfast. Nimblefoot says, So remind me, what are we doing? It's, it's my brother that can bring us back after all of this? Is that what we're asking? Well, do you know if you can use the time stone? I only know what element dollars. is. Chronostone. Chronostone, yeah. And this thing can bring us back? Apparently. Well, I guess we'd better go meet him. Yeah. You ready? Yes. yes. Come on now. And you get up and you leave the main temple room and out through the assembly room down into the courtyard you walk. The day is bright and new and warm and there is a beautiful refreshing breeze that invigorates you more. You leave the main cloisters and instead of heading straight out into this disarray of orchard you head, you turn to your right and walk through some long, tall, golden grass that sways with the breeze. The sun is still low in the sky as it rises and the view out, probably you have a vista that goes hundreds of miles, is breathtaking. And ahead of you, Silhouetted somewhat by the rising sun is a small hill, maybe only 80 foot high, slow rising of the ground. And at the top of it, you see silhouetted a small pagoda-like temple or shrine. And you walk towards it through the tall grasses the grass gives way to a simple, excuse me, the tall grasses give way to a simple, familiar grass as you take a winding path up this hill. At the top of this hill, as I said, there is the sloping roof of a small pagoda, a small meditation area. Next to that on the right, you see the twisting boughs of a beautiful, far-reaching maple. Its leaves, translucent with the rising sun, make it erupt in deep reds. And as you get closer, walking up, you see something else. See a third shape silhouetted. Hundred yards gives way to fifty, forty, and you walk closer. Nimble foot slows down and allows the two of you to overtake him. Then you see a figure. 
can they see? What do I see? Walking towards you, you see. Well, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, you see um, a somewhat young, mid-twenties female um, with long red hair and golden eyes. And she's got, I would have put my armor on, I think, okay. this morning. She's got full plate armor on. Um, and she walks with confidence. Tall, mid-twenties, man with white hair, glasses on, purple lenses. Purplish red eyes, very pale skin, grey robes, purple staff, <laughs> walking, trying to just admire the beauty of this place. And you see smiling. And excited for your brother. It's, I, from the, the top of this little rise, you see kind of the same height as Nimblefoot, a ninja monk turn, and you see nothing here, darkness here, but as he, the head notices Nimblefoot, the shroud is removed and he makes eye contact with Nimblefoot and then acknowledges you guys. Greetings. Hello. Welcome to the Ninja, Ninja Mountain. You must be Mr. Rider. We've heard a lot about you. <laughs> it's nice to meet you, finally. How was your trial? They were challenging. Challenging, yeah. I think uh, Nimblefoot said we passed them quicker than he did, so I take that as a win. Are you still there? <laughs> I'll have a little nod to you about that. <laughs> come, come sit. This is my place of peace and reflection. You can see the big tree, and I'll, I'll take you to these. Uh, planks that we can sit on. What does his face look like? Mr. Ryder, dark hair, back, tied, kind of religiously, as in being always taught or not self-expressive at all. In fact, there's not much about me that will express anything inside. There's not much colour at all, definitely not. Dark hair, a goatee, more traditional than for any other reason. Um, I don't know if you'd say friendly, but not unfriendly. Um, yeah, but he's present with you right now. Um, yeah. This small pagoda is maybe 10 foot, and it is a square with a timber in each corner that rises about eight feet and then into the familiar sloping roof. And it, in each of the 
sides of this square there is cushions and it is simple but the view the sunrise it is beautiful and peaceful Nimblefoot goes straight away and sits down in one on one of the sides you're with with us too yeah yeah i'm I'm definitely then i come forward my friend my friend it's been a few days resting but we have a lot to discuss how do you look to me oh by the way with the cheese shake do i detect anything different He's definitely troubled. Really? Yeah. Okay. But not not melancholy so, but just there's a lot weighing on him. Right. Right. He smiles with you with love and warmth. Right. Um, I'll take a seat. Elwin? I'll sit down next to the <coughs> We have uh, a lot to talk about, as you said. Uh, We have... uh, It's a pleasure to meet you, first of all. Uh, But we have come here for a specific reason. I'm not sure if Nibblefoot has told you anything of it. I've been trying to deal with my own challenges. We met some days ago and I thought it would be best to wait until you were here. Certainly you, my friend, have a way of describing certain things that we will be embarking on that I still don't fully understand. So, we, um, been a few months we've been on this journey we've kind of set into motion uh, <laughs> the the spread of an avancy across Aeon uh, I don't know if you were aware of it but you're definitely aware of it it is something that we're trying to stop uh, it's, it's just unbearable to watch happen and we think we know how to do it but we may need your help our plan is to use chronomancy to go back and reverse the spell that was cast on Eurishnik to begin with that corrupted it. We're trying to make sure that never happened so that all this destruction isn't caused. And we think we know how we can get back in time. We've spoken to Trevelyan. Who's a powerful- At that, I don't know how Miss Dryden would feel, but you are aware of Trevelyan, one of the three magisters, mm-hmm. the one that represents chaos. And <clears throat> he, you know that he is undead and Certainly power hungry. Whether he's evil or not, you're not sure. Okay. What do I know about the evil, what's spreading across the land? It is this, it eats everything. It makes everything dust. Water. Oh, right, right, right. Everything dust. Right, right, okay. So it's turning 
the continent of Aeon, which is the next continent to where we are now. Yeah. It is making that, it, everyone thought it was just a crater, it is making that into a wasteland, and it seems that the ocean doesn't stop it. Mm. So you would know it won't be long before Horizon's next. What do I believe its eventual consequences will be? Nothing seems to be stopping it. The most powerful wizards that exist have tried their best to stop it. Nothing. Right. We think Trevelyan can take us back, but the coming back to this time would be a bit trickier. And I believe you possess the Chrono Stone. We've just come to request that if you, if you know how to use it, or, or if you don't, we, we just need it because. I don't know if we can do this without it. Why do you believe I have the chronostone? I saw in a vision. I used magic to help <laughs> me find its location, and it showed this stone drifting around till it came to a mountain with a flat top and it went into the center of the monastery and i think he was there i saw you saw it in your possession you saw this and it's a blue gemstone right a blue gemstone appears but because i my brother trusts you. I trust you. It's real form is this. Dr. Scriber? Yeah, go ahead. And it's a walnut, like a well, like a walnut. And you know when a a seed sprouts or something? Imagine that going all the way around to the other side and back in, but as it goes along it gets older and older and older until it's like a bit of brittle brittle stick one side so it's in on itself wow. this is this is the stone you saw but in its real form Finley make an arcana check uh 13 the power coming from this. You, the only other time you have had a sense of such power is when you sense the anti-magic gem. I don't know how Elowen feels about that, but just know that what you're looking at is more than is it a powerful artifact, and you sense it as if it were like heat. You've come a long way. You've gone through a lot. But sometimes a forest needs to burn for new shoots to grow. Is there nothing you could do to find a part of the world to carry on your lives in, to protect from this. What's it? Sorry, what's it called? The 
Enervancy. The Enervancy. But it would mean... It's not about us, it's about... I, I have no doubt that we have the ability to escape this ourselves, but... So many people. All the wildlife, all the trees. The whole continent, I just... I don't know how that would be possible. I couldn't forgive myself for letting it happen like this. Surely you understand? We've spent many, many times protecting parts of this world destroying parts of this world and sometimes you protect something and then it's destroyed anyway but we have to try why because we have a chance at least yeah. if when you try you have a chance of succeeding if you don't try there's no chance you see this tree this big beautiful maple tree this represents time this is not a natural tree this is time and you can see that time branches and different things happen. Can you see this branch here? See how it dies as it comes from the tree. And it's still, all the twigs are still there, but they're now dead. Every twig, every sub-branch, another possibility, another time, many, many lives many, many living things. And this here where it reaches, where it touches the tree, where it joins the tree and it becomes living. This was the last time I gave, I shared, the, the power of this stone was shared. It led to destruction. And today, we are now here before this new branch. And can you see it changing? You see this dead branch also? This is where we are now. And my fear is that this is my decision, my ill decision here, that will lead to another branch of destruction. decision is not giving us the gem. Both make a perception check. Seven. Roll your potent for the day. Oh, well. yeah, yeah. And you can use it on any roll if you so choose. 23. 23. We'll turn that to a 15, so um, 25. The sense of burden 
that you feel here is tangible. It's seeing it. Looking at this dead, lifeless limb. Feeling the burden of souls lost, of lands broken, down other possibilities. You both fleetingly notice the very end of one of these dead branches, tiniest of pink buds, the end of the dead limbs, living, tight in formation, but living, living nonetheless. Use that information as you see fit. Maybe there's another way to get your goal. As you can see, nothing survives past this point, and nothing survives past this point. I don't want to make a bad decision. What about those flowers in the end? Where? There. At the very end, the dead man. I had not noticed them. There is life. It's a huge risk, even if there was life. But it's a chance if... What if... What if the wrong decision you make is not giving us the gem and look, there's a chance of life. You're not the first to come with a quandary this big. You're not the first that I rejected. Actually, I don't even know you. Tell me, <laughs> tell me about your challenges. That's why they're there, to expose your souls <laughs> to our spirits. Nimblefoot and I became we learned much of each other on our, our rise up the, the ninja mountain. We redeemed two people in our trials. One was, uh, I saw him as a teacher <clears throat> and as someone that I could rely on that was a part, that was away from the rest of the world's problems. And I put my trust in him and he broke that trust. But within my trials, I forgave him and and I, I managed to help him as well. And I'm thankful that I had a chance to do that. And uh, in the other trial, um, we faced Elwyn's great-great-great-great-grandfather once again. Who was using a power from some evil source to create this beautiful city. But it was run off 
feeding magic items to it, which and would be destroyed forever. And as it created this city, it destroyed... The forest. And he tried to hide it with illusions. And we... So we faced him, and he gave us the shard. Shard of Eurishnik, which is the source of Venavancy. And we managed to convince him. Miss Strider would know of Eurishnik. An artifact from 1500 years before, forged by a great meeting of the dwarves and the elves, that was designed to keep a portal to the negative plane closed. I'll leave it up to you whether you knew if that artifact had become corrupted. No, I would say n- almost nobody alive knows that the artifact became corrupted. He does now because of our time at the library. Yeah. And I wouldn't. Yeah. No, okay. yeah. Why did you fight? Why did you fight? <coughs> You're obviously powerful. Well. I don't. It's just... How do you hope? Because... Who are you without your power? Well, I mean... I guess I'm just a just a guy that wants to help other people. But using my powers, I can help so many more people. And with Danaea, I can help even more people. So I keep helping people and it's good. It's a good feeling. If I was where we are now, last night, what would I have seen from the two? Would I have seen Leia? You would have seen some great forces of energy at work, mm. 100%. I guess I couldn't have seen the, the stuff. I think you saw everything. You saw everything. That was inside, no? Yeah, but it was near the courtyard, so it's open. From your vantage here, you saw it all. (laughs) Right, right. Like a night show of light and majestic splendor. Did I see Palladius? What's the name of the Palladius? Yeah, Palladius. Did I see her? Or was that giving something away? You saw a great eruption of light in the sky directly over the monastery, the such of which you probably haven't seen for a while. Okay. Okay. Come, I want to show you the sand paintings. I'll lead them down into the monastery. Okay. We all come with you. Great. Do I describe? Perfect. Okay, great. I'll take you into the monastery. And just to one 
side, the normal looking entrances that the others you've seen are slide back and it's like a mini courtyard, but no plants or trees. But imagine, it's kind of high, it's a slight bit of sunlight coming in, but very high. It's like, well, why are these walls so high? And then there's stones around. We walk in and it's the kind of thing where your footsteps start taking on, there's no echo, it becomes like muffled. The air isn't really moving. And then my friends look. These huge circular paintings are made of sand, coloured sand. And as you see these tigers and these men in this painting, they tell the story of Kwan's sorrow, an old story. Look at the beauty, look, look at this. These, this has been here. Actually, I don't know how long it's been here. It's longer than me. I'm expecting that from the day we came, it's decades. And sometimes part of the training of a ninja is in dexterity and to get every grain Right, and this tiger's eye, the, the light that goes from its eye, for example, that's just grains. The walls are high so that the wind doesn't disturb. Give me your hand. But if we do this, where is, where is the, it's big by the way, so you've just only put the hand on it. Where is the painting? There. It's still there. So much of life is about arrangement. You can have the pieces all in place, but the picture is gone. I see something between you. I've always believed the most special things in life are the invisible. You cannot see love. You can see the effect of love. You cannot see magic, you can see the effect of magic, the way it crackles in the air, the way that it affects the world around. And you can't see love and loyalty, but in you too I see the effects of love and loyalty and dedication. What do you think, Nilofa? My friend. I've seen the Adavanti. And everything you speak of is wisdom, it is right. if this were a natural phenomenon. But everything about it is, is evil. It is, it is wrong. It is ancient magic gone wrong. And maybe I don't have the wisdom to perceive, but to me, 
is not of this world. This came through from somewhere else. I hear you. Uh, Imagine if the hand that ruined the sand meant that that sand could never take any form again. It could not be arranged. I've felt, I've felt this. It rots and it corrupts and it perverts. It is. It is the stuff of vile, of Dolgoloth. It is corruption. And tell me that there is wisdom in allowing that. And I will believe it, but we have not spent 60 years fighting against that very thing. for nothing. That is what I think, my friend. The greatest wisdom has never made sense to me. Have they met the yellow wizard? Have you, have you met the yellow wizard? Um, I no. Nibblefoot's no. talked of him. Right. Any deity or truly powerful I've ever met made no sense and yet was a higher wisdom than I can perceive. Do you believe in destiny? Yes. Yeah. What do you think your destiny is here? I think, I think we're destined to bring balance to this, to magic, to the continent, to the world. And pass on knowledge so more people can do this. Bring a better future. If I say yes, what am I giving them? In mechanics terms, they will. They need to tell you mm -hmm. uh, exactly when and where they want to return. They can go future or past. They'll be using it to return to the to present or whenever you want to come back to anyone who has petitioned you in the past mm. has asked to go to a place mm. and a time and it is that that the stone allows got it to so one way trip somewhere from where yeah. they are yeah got it okay at a time that they can trigger with a command word got it so they can do it instantly there have been people who have said send me back now and stuff like that and there have been people that have asked for it to be a, 
a potential within them mm -hmm. to be triggered. My friends, time is one of the invisible things. Like life, you eat, our bodies take in and extreme, but we are still us. This picture, nothing has changed, but the picture is gone because we are an arrangement, but life is one of the invisible things. And so is time. And you, a dead person or dead, anything that was living and dead, they are almost the same, one second before, one second after. What has gone is life and time can be gone and it looked the same. One second, I've got to get the right phrase here. My protection is right action, has always been the way of the tiger. I must think about this. Can we meet later by the tree as the sun sets? I must consult my friend. I'll go. Okay. The strider leaves and you are left in this small open air chamber with the sands arranged in front of you. That went better than I expected. Really? I, I thought it went, yeah, it was okay. I just... You have to remember the responsibility. see another way that we can get around this there's life at the end of those dead branches not all is lost in what ways could we in what other ways could you demonstrate not just talk but demonstrate your virtue he trusts me I need only say trust me and it is, it is done, but I would not, I cannot ask him to do it on blind trust alone. You understand that? Because I truly believe that if we were to fail, that would destroy him. I cannot allow him to do it on trust alone. This is why I stay as quiet as possible from this. I have a terrible advantage, one that I, Anyways, I wish I did not have here. What do you, what can you do to demonstrate? Think about it as we rest. Let's go to the main temple then. Okay. Okay, you walk through the, the monastery and you settle down. Is there anything you want to do in the I'd say that 
all of that conversation probably happened over about two hours. And so it is mid-morning now. What would you like to do for the next six or seven hours? Is there anything you'd like to do in preparation? Any spells you want to cast? Any, any investigation you want to do? Any uh, inquiry that you want to do? Now is the time to do it. So let me know how you want to spend the next roughly eight hours until it starts to get dark. Okay. Take your time. I'm, I don't want to put you on the spot. I just want to say the day is yours. Okay. Janaya. Yeah. Um, is there any way of you talking to your God about this? Asking. Um. I suppose. Sorry, I just remembered. <laughs> I... Um. <clears throat> I could try. What would I ask? About what we're doing and if she thinks it's right. I would say just for the sakes of metagaming and gameplay, you don't know what her power is. Mm -hmm. I know. Just so you know. Don't you have a power? <laughs> She's got a new power that, that came from that thing she did last night. Right. Wow. Her paladin cool. takes an oath. Yes. They get different powers at different levels, and because she's 20th level, yeah. she's got a power called, is it commune? What is it called? Divine intervention. Divine intervention. Ooh. And bro, I forgot about it when we were out on our walk today. So there is a percentage chance <laughs> that her god can intervene Ooh. in her favour. Um, okay, hang on. Let me just find it. Why don't you read it out so that everybody listening as well can understand <clears throat> the gravity of this. At 20th level, you can call on your deity to intervene on your behalf when, you, when your need is great. Using your action, describe the assistance you seek. The DM chooses the nature of the intervention. The effect of any spell is appropriate. Roll percentage dice. If the result is equal to or lower than your paladin level plus the total of your charisma modifier and your wisdom modifier, your deity intervenes. And what does that mean in terms of a percentage roll for you? This is your 20, what, plus charisma, plus wisdom? 20, yeah, uh, 20 uh, modifier. So yeah. 25 plus wisdom, 25, and what's your 29. Wisdom? What's your wisdom? Four, plus four. No, but what is 18. your wisdom? 18. My charisma is 20. 20. Yeah. So 29% chance <laughs> that you're going. Man, how often? I think it's once for... If it doesn't work. You could try it every day. If your deity intervenes, you cannot use this feature again for seven days. Otherwise, you can use this feature again after you finish a long rest. Wow. Okay. Isn't it with clerics? Um, what level do they... She's not a cleric, power? so it's a different power. It's a homebrew. Keep, let's keep in game. I was just asking. No, I know. I know. Do you want to try that? I don't, I, I don't know what I'd ask. A specific, would it have to be a specific spell? Well, if you're contemplating that, Elowen, is there anything you want to do with your might and your power and your access to spells? And because you were woken early by Nimblefoot, you haven't had a chance to prepare your spells for the day, so you might take your time to consider what spells you would like to prepare. Yes, please. All right, go ahead and do that. 24 spells, is it? Something uh, like that? Yeah. Okay. 
how much a god can do. <laughs> While you guys are sitting thinking, Nimblefoot's pacing slowly, <laughs> almost in a feline way, just pacing backwards and forwards. Spinning a blade on his hand just to try and distract <laughs> from the thief. Nimblefoot. Yeah. Do you have any ideas? I, I don't know. I. I have a feeling that maybe I could try and ask Palladius for help. But I, I do not know to what extent I can ask her or, or anything. I don't have much dealings with gods, I'm afraid. I've met a few. I think this is one of those times where you have to trust yourself who you really are and think in what ways that could be manifest not just spoken manifest During this moments, these moments of uncertainty, of questioning, um, roll perception checks both of you, please. Uh, 23. Okay. 28. This is a total back to the future Easter egg, but I cannot resist. <laughs> during these times, at various points during this, the hours progress. During this moment where it feels like everything teeters on this, that you both have the sense of, as you watch now and then, as you think and look at Nimblefoot pacing back and forth, it is almost as if he flickers from time to time. His whole being flickers, like it blinks for a second and is back. He doesn't seem to notice it, but you do. Elowin, you and you notice the same with Elowin. You notice it in Denea and in Nimblefoot, and because of your almost ethereal grasp of divination magic and your own lifelong journey with flashes of potential and thingy, for you it is only enhanced. You see it in yourself as well. In the same way as when you get your portents of what might happen your, your entire existence sometimes feels as if you're the only one that gets this sense. As if it's almost like there is a yawning oblivion that you sometimes feel yourself being sucked into and back. And a few times as you sit here, as the minutes progress, you find yourself like almost clinging, but there's nothing to cling to in this room, don't forget. So you find yourself putting your hands on the floor and it is terrifying. At first you're like, is it because I need something to eat? It's like a fainting feeling, but it is so much more terrifying than that. It's almost as if oblivion beckons you at times. 
Nibblefoot and Danae do not notice and are not aware of that other than what we notice in each other. And it is so momentary, it is like a blink anyway, that whether or not you pass it off or not is up to you, but that is what you observe. Okay? Continue to interact and role play and ask any questions. Nimblefoot, does, does your other self, did they, not, did they not leave, did he not leave any thing in his instructions about this? I mean, he's, if he's old, does that mean he's already gone back? Just, we didn't really talk about this much, but. If I've already gone back, then this has already happened. Then this is, we've already been accepted. And my mind, I feel like I'm losing my mind. I see so many moments, some of which have not happened, some of which have, and I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. But yes, I have these notes. Notes that instruct me to do certain things at certain times. Precise to the moment. And yet, as I stare at them now, they seem to crumble from the paper. I'm terrified to look. I... We must do something. We must do something. An hour passes. You have seven left. <coughs> or anything? Something feels wrong. What do you mean? You're not getting that feeling. You're not getting a particular feeling. I'm not getting any <laughs> particular feeling. What's wrong? What do you want to say? What did you want to say? Just ask if you had any ideas of... I... What feeling are you getting? It's strange. It feels like slipping away in reality and... flickering. So you. Oh yeah? And Nimblefoot. We have to do something. I know. My friends, since I first met you five years ago, I've come to your aid when you needed it most. I've helped you, I've had answers for you. This is one of those times where I know I only do harm by helping you at this time. It is in your hands. I need you now. 
The other one's going to make a wisdom save because he's losing his mind. <laughs> Nine. Ah. 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 He just he's having a really hard time. And he sits down on the floor. Dragon spear, not dragon spear. Uh, lakeside never, never, never. Lakeside never. Never. Well, natural four for his wisdom sake. We're not having a good time. Can I so, do like cleansing touch on him or something? Um What does that do? Ends one effect or spell on someone. Effect or spell? Yeah. Yeah, you can certainly go over and give him comfort and try that. Okay, I'll try it. Okay. You lay your hand on. And you... And he... You have always said you two are so much more than you think you are. You have so much more power than you think you are. Have. Please think. Think of what you know, of who you know, of in what, what resources and power you can petition to aid us in our request to my brother. You must. It is always right in front of us. It is not some mystery. I could, uh... Must be something we can do, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. get Trevelyan. You could get the Magisters. We've got so little they time. Intervene intervene with the affairs and they get punished for I could try talking to her please. I could maybe get her to show us some of the possibilities. I'm sure Miss Ryder some of the possibilities. I could try using... Do you have any divining magic that could show him? Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could, um... You could do... You could do Legend Law. No, not Legend Law. Um, what's it? Contact on the plane. Yeah. Yeah, but then there's a chance I could just go insane from that and... She can help her. She just helped me with that. Yeah. Sorry, that's the end. Trying to write a list. So uncertain. I love you both, but you've always been so uncertain. You're visited by your God. You can wish. You can wish anything to happen. And even now, it's so uncertain. If I didn't love you so much, I would wring both your necks. I think. 
Okay. Look, okay, let's pool our resources. What can we do? I can... Um, I need five questions. If we go back in time... It'll just be on... Yeah. I don't know if Palladius would know. Sometimes there's some things just gods don't know either. Do you think it's certain to miss Rider once? Or do you think... I don't know whether he wants certainty that it'll work. Who can never know? Well, I, I don't know what he wants. What do you think he wants? Trust yourself. You must trust yourself. What do you think he wants to know? Do you think it's as grandiose as knowing whether the quest will succeed? <laughs> he and I embarked on quests that rarely went the direction we thought it would go. Do you think it is certainty he wants? I do not know. I am asking you. I do not know. If I know my brother at all. I do not know him. I don't think it's certainty that the quest will succeed. So then what's left? Answer from your heart. Straight away, he comes forward. What, what's left? If he can't know that the quest will succeed, what is left? Well, that we, you'll be safe and that we'll be safe. Is there any safety in this world, <laughs> really? We're asking him to grant us a great power. Something that we can act, we can traverse the corridors of time. Well, that we will use it responsibly and that we won't. So what's left if it's not that the quest will succeed? Exactly. Uh, exactly. That we are responsible. Oh, that you are sound of heart, perhaps. Not just sound of heart. That you are... Why do you think I've stuck around with you for so long? That you might not just be the greatest of people, young as you are, my friends, that you might not be the hope of an entire generation of peoples, that you might not be something that might restore the faith. So how could you demonstrate that to him? He knows me. I don't need to demonstrate it. And I cannot ask him to trust my word on this. I don't know how we can get him to see, like, who we are. Then we fail before we begin. Elwyn?
how do we? If like. Tell me about my death. Tell me about it because I need to know. I need to know in detail. execute us and you stood and you offered yourself instead of us and did we argue for the people or curse did I for the wild folk for the wood elves ousted from their forests did I speak for them yeah. I was their only voice in that chamber. And what was the outcome of that? They... they... They gave us a ceasefire. Before you died, you said, I'll see. I stopped them from killing you. Yeah. And they wanted to kill you. Yeah. And I stopped that. I, I, I argued. Yeah. Is it not wonderful what the voice of someone else who knows and loves you or who's been saved by you, can do. Or somebody who's been redeemed by you, or... I wonder whether there's something in that. Because as I keep saying, my word alone, I cannot put that burden upon him. He would do it if I only asked him and I'm so sorry my friends I'm so sorry I cannot you understand why that does not mean there is not anyone else in this world who can speak for you we could maybe we could um, find a way to let him hear everyone that we've helped maybe you should use a wish I could try and talk to Palladius. What would I what would I do? I haven't ever used wish anywhere near to its full power. But you have that power. I don't know. I mean <clears throat> I've seen wishes dramatically and horribly fail. Well that is why we're here. No, no offence, no hate. <laughs> it was Danaya using a <laughs> ring of three wishes. No, that sort started of the whole thing off. Um, it started a lot of it. Oh, don't, even say the, <laughs> don't even say the word witness. <laughs> 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 
she can't do it anymore. I can't can't switch anymore. Okay. Yeah, even the word would rally. If it led to the almost destruction of everything, you'd be like, <laughs> We should write a wish. What would its purpose be? I'll get out my parchment. Okay. I wish. <laughs> I wish. Silver glade to here. Mm. <laughs> Don't frown at me. Do you have any I'm ideas? Not, I'm not. What are we trying to do with it? We're trying to. We're trying to prove that that we are responsible, that we're reliable, that we have helped people, that we can help people. What about? I wish for everyone. Who has been helped by Elwyn Lancaster? <laughs> well, we don't want them to come here. Elwyn, <laughs> it's at this point. Okay, this is homebrew ruling. You are willing to trade all your portents in. I can offer you an insight from all of them, or the two remaining. Um, plus an arcana check. Because, only because of the nature of your divination and the flashes of motes of possibility that are assailing you even now, if you choose. What's portents? Portents is a, a diviner's ability that means they get to roll three dice. Yeah. Elowen gets to roll three dice and he can use those numbers in place of any other number he rolls when he chooses to. Because I keep on seeing the future and stuff. Oh, right, yeah, sorry, I gotcha. Good and bad, so he might roll a low one and right. a monster needs to attack and he goes, okay, I'll use that one. And the monster that might have hit instead misses. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. That's if you choose. Do that then. Okay, roll Arcana and cross your four tenths off. And this is because of last night's occurrence as well for you. This has given you just some new insight. 29. 29? Yeah. Okay, that is it. <laughs> you hear a whispering in the back of your mind that Danae is talking to you and Nimblefoot paces 20 feet off. You hear a whispering in your mind it says, you're not sure where it comes, whether it comes from the staff again or from within you or just from these explorations and visions you're getting, you hear magic, do as you will. Magic, do as you will. <laughs> you remember Never Melt and a passage of text that you didn't pay attention to because you were so focused on finding clues, but nevertheless it comes back to you in one of the ancient tomes, unaccessible by most that would ever even enter the library, unfindable. Yet in it, it explored this idea 
with the wish spell that is converse to all other usages, which is that wish requires the most tightness of control and precision with the arcane arts. And yet, one wizard whose name is now lost to history put forth an idea that you could give, give it up to magic. That you could almost petition magic itself via the wish to do something possibly remarkable, possibly mundane. Okay. You hear it again, magic. Do as you will. Remember back in Nevermelt, mm-hmm. reading something about the wish spell that would allow it to freely do whatever it wanted. To you, this just sounds bonkers. What? But it's what? <laughs> okay. What does that mean? What? I'm not quite sure yet. I mean... You think we should do that? It seems... Kind of... Right, I mean... Hmm. have to, but... <laughs> I mean, be confident if you... <laughs> Yeah, be on. You too. I think. Not met such powerful people <laughs> that doubt themselves when they most least need to, <laughs> when they least should. Yes, Elowen. Don't, don't doubt yourself. Well, we you could wish a dragon to appear right now, and it probably would follow your command. Such control and power do you have? You who meets their god in the sky and shies from helping my brother see your goodness because I cannot, I wish I could. Three hours has passed. Okay. How about you try your god first and then I'll try magic. I could try, I guess. It's at the final hour I'll be saying, what do you want to do? Just so you know, like, I'll have to put Well, hey, if I tried now, do I have to be... It's a request. You're making a request. Okay. I'm gonna try it. What form are you going to do this? You're currently in the temple area. Grandiose or humble? Are you going humble. to... Okay, well tell us what you do. I'll just find a little corner somewhere to sit down. Do you want us to beef you beef? Yeah, yeah just, okay. just for a bit. We're right over here if you need us, okay? okay. As you step across the beautiful darkened room. I'll sit down, cross-legged. I'll close my eyes. And I'll just, um, I'll just see how far I can reach out. 
I'll, it will start similar to how it was last night. Because now I've got a sense of what that kind of connection feels like. Palladius. Palladius. I'll keep doing that. And try and feel how I did last night. Oh, when you're ready, as with so many things in Dungeons and Dragons, oh. it comes down to a dice roll. Roll percentage dice. Okay. 29 or under. <clears throat> no. Okay. What form does the... What form does it take? Does what take... The denial of request. It feels like how Palladius kind of gently <laughs> tossed Denea last night. <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely. You are released. Yeah. What is it, little one? You. Can you help me? What does she say? She says... You can do it. Lovely. How long does all of that take, do you think? Um, how long does it... Is there a set time? You just said you decide for Okay, uh, about Good. half an hour. Okay, great. Okay. <clears throat> I'll go back over to the others. <laughs> just looks up as you come over she said that um, I could do it on my own <laughs> okay uh, so you haven't known anybody else I guess any other gods it's not like I could just like ask any old geese I don't know you mean gods alright I wish we could leave the gods out of this sometimes. <laughs> Who do we know? <laughs> what have you got, Helen? Practically nothing. Completely stuck on this. We've tried the wish thing. You're frightened, aren't you? I think so. That's okay. What are you frightened of? I'm not actually crying from emotion now. My eyes is raw. <laughs> what are you frightened of? Another wish going wrong. It's too unpredictable. I only use it when I'm sure I know what it will do. I really need to let go of it a bit. It's our last resort, obviously. I mean, it might be our only resort.
side. What would I say? Magic, do as you will, was it not? <clears throat> I know, but what, what were we expecting? What result are we expecting? There has to be some sort of output we want. I don't know. Phil, you have the tiles? Heads. Okay, good. Good to know. I've always got my heads. We should try your... How did you come up with this anyway? How did you remember magic, do as you will? I heard it in the back of my head. It just seemed... You should trust yourself. If you heard it. If we could do anything, what would we want to have happen? Anything. I mean in preparation for seeing my brother again this evening. If we could have anything happen. Open your minds real wide now. Like, like... What would you have happen if you could have anything happen? Just say it. Just the... Say All it. of the people that we've helped, just like... Sh to show him how we... Friends? Yes, everyone. Anyone who's... What would that look like? I know this sounds crazy, but trust me on this. Just I don't know if he could hear them it. or if he could... What, if they could be here? Yeah, but, yeah. I don't know, like physically, but... If they could tell him somehow. Who would that be? Start naming names. Everyone that believes in us. Okay, people that we save from Blackvine. Name names. Name names. Name names. Let's start with those who we know. Okay. <laughs> Kildor, Keiko, Silverglade. Um. Jake. Atea. Um. Hang on, let me get a name. Nilu. No, <laughs> Um. Delhi. Jack. Belladon, um, Maron Freth, Ellie, Roberto Fallenbrand. <laughs> I'm just thinking, <laughs> we got the key from them. Um, Host of Curse City, I mean. Yeah, like they the guards, around my us. friend. Everyone that has healed. Loric Ariel. Yeah. yeah. All the people I healed in the church, but I don't know their names. Tanya. She's. Zamlin. Zamlin. Have you rubbed some salt into her, though, or something? No, I don't know. I just I think I scratched it. Oh. Um. All of the. Yeah, like Sasha. Um. Uh, who's Mio Plain Dancer? Don't think anyone knows. Um, what's the known town called? Zikshanara Zektis. The gnomes. Everyone there loves us. Yeah, so the gnomes. Uh, yeah. Clement Hill. 
Why did we add dead people to the list? Huh? You added Zylan to the list. He's out there somewhere. That's true. No physical remains of him. Bexalanthus. <laughs> Axel Crow. Who's <laughs> <clears throat> the people from Solo? Eldor. Hmm? Eldor. Eldor. Who's the Mom pe- and Dad. Um, from Solo. My parents. Eldor is in Eldor. Yeah. Okay. I forgot. Well, my, we added Zan into the loop. I forgot my parents' names. Which is. <laughs> <laughs> Dorian. <laughs> I remember them. Dorian and Nia. That's the, that's the name. Um, who's the people from Solo that we fought with? Yeah. Yeah. All these memories start to come. You guys start to laugh yeah. and smile at your memories. Everyone at Highgate. Yeah. Hmm. All those fleeing Hewitt. citizens from Shah. Yeah. I mean, many people before we got exiled, many people from Kurth City. Um, you were exiled from Metropole. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Calvin. We never really met him. He was in your head for a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please he, was, he was literally in your head. I think he'd be a good addition to this list. Um, the Duke of Dragonspear. Glint. Celeste. Celeste. Sebastian. Something they really believe in. Robin, Finch, Aphid, Caraway, Ivor from the Bloody Side. As you start to share memories and lose yourself in the memories of all the journeys you've been on, all the quests, all the lives you saved, the hours tick by and the panels of light move around the room slowly, translucent, projected through the panels. The room takes on a pinkish hue as the sun begins its descent closer to the horizon. You have one hour left. It is time for me to ask you, what do you want to do? Maybe if we think really hard about these people and then Ask the magic to do what it what once it might leave an impression. Then get the list. Did we write a list? Did you? Yeah. Okay, okay. Very long list. All the happiness and the memories that goes with all these people. I'm gonna read each name and keep it fresh in my mind. I'll do that too. 
you do that stationary? Are you pacing the room? Let her paint the picture for us of standing, what's going on for her. Standing in the centre, holding the, holding the list. I'm going to try and imagine every single person's face. As you do this, Eloin, the, the lights from outside, from the sky, seem to illuminate the mostly white figure of your of your friend as you stand in the middle of the room consigning each name, each special memory, each special person to, to memory. The minutes tick by. I'm gonna try and imagine each of them. Nimbleford's put his daggers away and just looks on solemnly and with not just a small amount of respect in his eyes. Do we go to Miss Ryder? What do you think, Nimblefoot? Nimblefoot looks at the panels of light almost as if they are in themselves their own sort of clock within this room. time. Okay. Nibblefoot's not leading this, what would you like to do? We'll start on our walk. Okay. <clears throat> you walk out and through the courtyard once again. It is more chill, or perhaps it is simply the gravity of the petition you're about to make either way <clears throat> rather than silhouetted this small hillock is illuminated in bright pinks and oranges creating a patchwork of fiery beauty as you walk through the golden meadow of grass and up the small incline back to the pagoda of meditation and the tree of time. Where's Mist Rider? He's seen from behind, he's just staring out under the tree, under the branch. You're aware of them approaching. Miss Ryder? Have you thought about it? I've been shown two things. I take out parchment and pen. Please write, I've been shown that there is a great danger that someone will attempt to travel who must be destroyed. Please write on here the time you want to travel to. <laughs> Hang on, I've got it written down. Okay. Uh, this is where you're going to? Yeah, to. So not the return journey? You, only, you want me to send them to a point in time, right? Or is he returning us? No, Miss Rider's doing the return trip. Yeah. Yeah. 
All I know is that someone's going somewhere in time. They give you a time and yeah. a place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've been shown that someone is very destructive will want to go and go to a certain time and a place. Okay. So I want to see if that's you guys. The time when you that we rock. want to travel for, with him is back here. All right. Well, now you want oh. to come back to this time, right? Right. Here? Yeah. Do we want to do that? You want to come back to the Ninja Mountain on your on yeah. return? Or do we want to go back to... We want to go back to Aeon so we can see what's happened. We'll go back to Kirthton. Kirthton. Your hometown. Yeah. I'll write this date, today, and time, but the place I'll write is Kirthton. Okay. okay. I can't see. I'm not looking at it yet. I need your greatest weapon. My greatest weapon? Are you wearing a sword? What do yeah, I see? You I'm are wearing my sword. Oh, I, I look at your sword. I don't know if this is my greatest weapon. I'd say I am my greatest weapon. You can have this. I need your greatest weapon. My greatest weapon is my mind. What can you give me? Count my spell book. <laughs> Whoa. Give it. What does that mean? <sighs> he can't prepare new spells. Without that, can't you just give me your spell book. He could that's way more that's really that's great. Take a point of inspiration to that. <laughs> wow. What does it look like? It's Describe metal it. burnt with acid each of the writings. Painstakingly you have to like to the acid to write down the, the pages spells. are wafer thin metal. We have not talked about sacrifice. Are you willing to pay a huge sacrifice in order to achieve this? Yes. That is all I ask. I saw your sword. I'll swing it around and just under the branch I make two cuts that make a slither of the tree come through. That is your return journey in time. And I'll return your sword. This is all I needed for you to try and for you to trust. And I want to give you one last thing. You are very, very powerful. The only things that you are leashed. In the way of the tiger, we have a mantra. We say, my faith. Actually, my faith? Sorry, one second, I'm sorry. My trust is in Quan. My friend, I feel you have no faith. And that sometimes makes you uncertain. It can't be given. But I just want to give you the wisdom to search for faith. How am I giving them this thing? I'll How am I that for you to do. Okay. I want to give this to you in a way that Nimblefoot and I also use. Any Am I detecting any psionic abilities? How large? Pretty good. Nimblefoot, uh, just as he was awakened, Nimblefoot unlocked them in him. Oh, great. Okay, Three years thanks. ago, probably in our world. Great. Okay. As you know, psionic ability is in this, all of us, even a bit, when you heal. Have you got scars anywhere? Uh, yeah, I've got loads of scars. When you heal, this is gentle psionic, changing your body. 
and morphing your body to protect. This may or may not be useful to you. You may or may not be able to use this now or ever. But we have a, do you know the chi shake? We have a chi shake. It's a way of turning something into the invisible that I was speaking about. So put your hands forward. So you do that. I'm not going to do this, but I'll try to guide you. Might miss try to guide you <laughs> to make a circle with your fingers like that. Hang on. <laughs> and do that. And feel your energy. And I take out the stone, the walnut stone. And it turns into little crystal gems, little crystal sparkles. And I push it inside you. That will be there always. And you will always be there for each other this way. Remember what you've learned here. Remember, don't be scared to sacrifice, my friends. Thank you. Thank you so much. You don't need to thank me. You have done everything to convince me, especially with your spellbook, that you are committed. And this will always be here whenever you need it. The sap is starting to fill the gap already. Really rich red, bright red sap. But that nimble foot just comes forward spontaneously and hugs you deeply, closely. Is Nimblefoot doing okay? <laughs> <laughs> do I, does he need another cleansing time? It's alright, it's alright. Okay. James could do really. <laughs> I'll give you one warning. Now a warning? No. <laughs> give you one warning. This cut can be seen. I... Not many times it has been seen, but you can see, and I'll show you, that you've only just noticed, there are some other cuts on the tree, like about three others. If a dark force is looking for them, it can find, find them. Probably nothing to worry about, but, <laughs> but these can be seen. So if you do travel, don't travel in dangerous times. Just for the sake of nostalgic gameplay, and because Miss Rider has not rolled the dice yet, and there is something, yeah, I can't say anything else, but I'd like Miss Rider to go ahead and roll a d20. Hi. <laughs> Eight. I'll trip and fall backwards off the, <laughs> <laughs> off the, off the bed. So look after the stars! <laughs> um, I will say this. In that moment of maybe it's hope that you have, like real hope in this moment. There's also the tinge of something else. And you are aware, your 
senses are just off the charts and you are aware of something not on the mountain but in the vicinity watching mm. not malevolent but not altruistic something selfish watching you get it's like a and you sense it mm. and you both notice for, for, for an imperceptible insight checks please since he doesn't have the shadow 20 23 10. 23 23 it's a flicker it's like a flicker it's like a wavering of a candle it's almost imperceptible but you notice a f- shadow of darkness for a moment across his face for a moment and then the face that you cannot read where it comes back that's it Tonight, I think we should sit by the fire and tell stories. My brother has been here far too long and needs to hear some good stories. <laughs> I agree. And then tomorrow comes the real task of petitioning <laughs> only the most powerful wizard of chaos Yay. on the continent to actually send us back. Have you sampled Nimblefoot's cooking? <laughs> um, I can't say that I have, no. Don't actually think so. <laughs> I've been remiss. My friend, our kitchen is stocked. <laughs> <gasps> uh, yes, Nimblefoot. Come. Let's enjoy an evening together and pretend as if there are no troubles in this world. As if our heroics aren't required. Let's be four people and share tales. And with that, uh, four figures walk down the hill with the sun slowly setting. These four legends of the world made human, made humble as you walk into the abandoned temple of Quan to enjoy an evening of stories, laughter, innocence, and adventure. And that's where we're gonna leave it today. Yes. Yeah! <laughs> that was one of the longest games ever. <clears throat> oh, really? I yep. think so, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. Thank you. <laughs> Join the Discord oh. server. <laughs>